Hi, my name is Caroline, and I'm so glad that you're joining us on our Grace Journey podcast. At Grace Church, we are all about knowing God and reflecting His way. I hope this sermon will do just that by feeding your mind with the knowledge of God and engaging your heart to live a life reflecting His grace and truth. First of all, I want to thank everyone for your amazing hospitality to me and my family. You have made us feel welcomed and provided for many of our needs while we still wait for our stuff to come from California. (laughs) Your hospitality to us has been a sign of the kingdom of God, where we are encouraged to offer hospitality to both our brethren and strangers. Recently, I've been thinking Am I really following Jesus? I mean, I know I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died for my sins and the sin of the world. I believe that he bodily resurrected from the dead and that he sits at the right hand of the Father. I believe all of that, but still the question gnaws on me. Am I really following Jesus? Am I really offering myself fully, completely to Him? This question is weighing heavily on my mind and soul, especially because, God willing, I will be ordained as a deacon tomorrow evening. And I will be making promises to God to serve his people. So I ask myself, am I ready for that? Before coming to Ocala, my wife and I ministered to gang members in the Bay Area. And we led a Bible study on Thursday nights for a good while. And this Bible study, as you can imagine, was not your Sunday morning class. It was chaotic, really fun, and at times, violent. We had a gang member who I will call here, Jose, who faithfully came to our Bible study almost every Thursday. And his twin brother was in jail when he started coming. But once he got out, he invited him to come to us. And he came telling us that he was a Satanist, that he had sold his soul to the devil and all of that. But we heard that story before. But we welcomed him. And he just sat there saying nothing. On his way home, on their way home from the Bible study, Jose's twin brother was shot in front of him. And he held his brother in his arms while he was bleeding out in the street. And his gang culture told him that he was to seek revenge for his brother. The opposite gang will have to pay for what they've done. 
thankfully, Jose's brother made it out alive. Even though the bullet will leave him limping permanently. And Jose had a decision to make between obeying his gang culture of revenge or the instructions of Jesus of forgiveness that he's been receiving in the Bible study. And perhaps many of us have made similar decisions in our lives. Perhaps many of us have asked this question of whether we are following Jesus or not. Because you don't need to be on an ordination path like me to ask yourself this question. After all, an ordained minister is not a special category of Christian. In fact, all of us here should be asking this question. We should be struggling with this question. Back in San Francisco and doing gang ministry, my wife and I encounter, believe it or not, many who wrestle with this question. Some of them were so attracted to Jesus and really, really wanted to follow him. They really wanted to take that first step of saying yes to Jesus. But they knew what that commitment really entailed. After all, they were some of the most committed people I have ever known. These were people who were willing to go to jail before sneaking on their brothers in the gang. These were people that were willing to die for their gang. In fact, many of them did while we were there. They knew what saying yes meant. They didn't take it lightly. They knew how to count the cost. So the questions we received many times was, if I follow Jesus, what would I have to leave behind? What would Jesus ask me to stop doing? What would he require of me? They instinctively knew that following Jesus meant leaving something behind. They knew that it was going to cost them. The gospel passage this morning teaches us that when we decide to follow Jesus, we must leave something. Jesus begins his public ministry right after the death of John the Baptizer, and he moves to Capernaum in Galilee, which was a populous, dense area. And Capernaum was the largest of the 30 or so fishing towns that were around the Lake of Galilee. So Jesus goes into this very heavily populated area and seeks for his first disciples. He first calls two brothers, Simon, later known as Peter, and Andrew. He then calls two other brothers, James and John. And Jesus breaks with the teaching tradition of waiting for disciples to come to him voluntarily. And he uses his authority to call them and says, follow me. 
Simon and Andrew, recognizing this authority, dropped their nets at once. James and John left their boat and their father Zebedee immediately. So the immediacy in which the first disciples of Jesus dropped their nets, boat, and father tells us that if we want to respond to his call of following him, we must leave something behind. We can't carry on the same way we have before. We can't continue with the same old habits. No. The simple and radical call of Jesus demands much more. It demands a complete reorientation of our whole life, our whole beings, and to leave behind that life we were used to. In this gospel paints the picture that this is a single event, one single and important event. But in reality, this yes to Jesus is something that we are asked to respond to every single day. After all, Jesus asks us to pick, us, pick up our cross daily and follow him. It is something that I have to say yes today as much as tomorrow when I make promises to follow and obey Jesus during my ordination. So if you're wondering whether you are following Jesus or not, or if you're interested in following Jesus, ask yourself this question. What are my idols? In other words, what is the one thing or things in my life that if Jesus asked me to leave behind today will be a deal breaker? Is it a material good? Perhaps a job with prestige? A person in your life? Or maybe an aspect of our culture that we love and cherish? Jose, in that fateful night that his twin brother got shot, had that decision to make. His gang culture told him to go out to the streets and take revenge. And yet he listened to the teachings of Jesus in our Bible study to forgive. One evening while Jose and I were visiting his brother in the hospital, he confided with me what he, want, what he decided to do. He told me that he wanted to go out and kill the fool who had shot his brother. But, he continued, because of Jesus, I will not seek revenge. In that moment, he decided to say no to an important part of his culture in order to say yes to Jesus. And that single yes had a lot of a tremendous cost for him. It meant that his brother would not be avenged. It meant that he will lose respect with his king for much worse. 
It meant losing that part of his culture that he loved and cherished since he was a teenager when he became a gangman. And in the end, even Jose's twin brother, the so-called Satanist, began to follow Jesus as well. Even showing to us excitedly a couple of months later some of the rap songs about Jesus that he wrote. And I'm not saying that Jose and his brother are anywhere near perfect followers of Jesus. But there have been many moments like the story I just shared where they have said yes to following Jesus. So if saying yes to this call of Jesus worries you, then you are beginning to understand the magnitude of this call. If in your mind you say, this is too much, then you are beginning to scratch the surface of this call. After choosing his first disciple in the gospel today, Jesus, it tells us that Jesus traveled throughout the region, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, and healing and curing every disease and sickness among the people. So let me make this clear. You are being invited to follow Jesus and participate in his ministry. Today, this morning, and don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until you put out your net and gather the fish. Don't wait until you're done fixing your nets. Don't wait until next week, not even this afternoon. Jesus is calling you today, at this moment. Yes, the cost is going to be heavy. And yes, it's going to hurt. But come at once, because in no other can we find the words of eternal life. There is no other name under heaven from which we can be saved, rescued, and made whole. Yes, it is hard, but he promises to give us life in abundance. And my challenge to you this morning is to come to God's table. Say yes once again to following Jesus. Come and take the opportunity afforded to you during communion to receive him. And I want to remind you that when you come up to the altar to receive the body and blood of Christ, you are saying yes to Jesus. You're also saying yes to the body of Christ that is his church. So come with haste, leave your nest unfixed, leave the boat that you're used to, and don't wait, don't waste this opportunity to receive Jesus. I want you to imagine what grace would look like if we all left our nets behind 
and follow Jesus with all our hearts, minds, and souls. Imagine what would happen if all of us sitting here will make a commitment to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. Imagine how it would change this church community in the next 20 years. How would it change the city of Ocala? How would it change the streets that suffer so much violence in our nation? How would it change our marriages where spouses submit to each other as an example of how Christ gave himself to the church? And going back to the first disciples, those first followers of Jesus eventually became part of the 12 apostles. And see how that small group of people helped change the course of history. And now imagine what God can do with us. We have an opportunity, a great opportunity this morning to come forward and offer our lives completely to God. Don't waste this opportunity. Come forward. God himself and his dreams and designs for us in this world. Thanks again for listening. To find out more about what's going on here at Grace Church, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, our website, graceocala.org, or, of course, on our campus here in sunny Ocala, Florida. Go in peace.